0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hey, what's going on? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's your buddy your pal, Mike Stevenson. Uh, everyone calls me Moose. Find me on Twitter at Michaels at STL. Apologies all around, by the way. First thing we got to take care of right out of the gate. No episode yesterday. Now, why was that? Well, yesterday... Well, Wednesday... When I say yesterday, it's Thursday night when I'm recording this. So, Wednesday was my birthday. I did not record Wednesday night because I got some new additions to the studio. Some really, really cool mic stands. And uh, to install those, I needed a few more tools than what I actually had. So... That being what it is, I was not able to record because who is the guy that tore apart his whole studio before he actually thought he could install what he had? This guy right here. Hi. Yeah, everybody. It's me. Uh, But that's okay. We are going to um, just go ahead and and plow through it. Go forward. Before we get started, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to uh, the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. It really is that easy. Uh, uh, Let's see, where else? So at iHeartRadio, Himalaya, podcast app, always good, always, always good. Big thanks to Postmates and Blue Chew for sponsoring the show this week. Let's get started. Three big things. (laughs) All right, so we got to go ahead and jump off the top with this. Cardinals dropped two out of three to um, the Rockies. It was, it was really bad. Great pitching performance uh, all around. We're going to get into that here in just a little bit. But, yeah, the offense absolutely tanked until, uh, well, the finale, where they finally put up a 10 spot. Would have been good to try to spread that around a little bit, don't you think, guys? Well, that being said uh the pitching was fantastic both losses were two to one losses and if you can hold the rockies to just two runs in coors field well hey you're gonna take that every single time i think so kudos to the pitching it's exactly what we want to see also kudos to dexter fowler really showing up some great defensive plays and uh yeah the guy was an absolute beast for this team and Goldie was doing pretty good too you know he wasn't in home runs but got lots of doubles
0: number three
1: well it's not all bad news they did drop two out of three but the Cubs amazingly dropped two out of three to the Padres too so it's still a four game lead for the Cardinals but guess what a new challenger has entered the fray the Milwaukee Brewers yeah Uh, the Brew Crew I think they won something like six straight and um they have tied the Cubs for second place, uh, not just in the division, but also for the wild card as well. So it's so like I said, the Brewers, I mean not the Brewers, the Cubs, um, they could absolutely not go to the postseason this year, which is insane to think about, uh, considering the amount of talent on that team. All right. Uh the, the, these three games, I don't know what else to say about them except when you get the kind of pitching performance that you had from Dakota Hudson. and even, even Michael Wanke, I give the guy a hard time. I don't think he ought to be pitching at all, that one half of one bit. But, I mean, what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do for the guy? It seems like it should automatically be a given that if he's going to uh, start... At all, you got to have a plan to go. And the plan has to be longer than three innings. Has to be longer than three innings. Otherwise, what are you doing except just blowing a game? And he gave him a good three innings, amazingly enough, right? So, that being said, you wasted some good pitching. And even though he typically doesn't pitch that great, you wasted good pitching from the one guy you don't normally get good pitching from. You know what I mean? The the Dakota Hudson uh, did well. Miles Michaelis, you know, it wasn't the best start in the world. He was walking guys, but fortunately the Cardinals offense came alive uh, starting with those uh, two home runs at the top of the first. So you can't really complain about that. Uh, Okay, so we're going to do a quick preview of the Brewers series. And we have some uh, listener voicemail to get to in our second segment. And also, what is the Cardinals' biggest weakness going forward as they uh, look ahead to October? We're going to cover that, too. But uh, so first, Brewers, Cardinals, the final series. The final series gets underway. Uh 715, Bush Stadium. Adrian Hauser. Adam Wainwright taking them out. And I like how they're getting it to where Waino is making his starts at home because he does do much, much better at home. Far better at home than uh, he does on the road this season. Uh, Adrian Hauser, uh, let's see. Cardinals saw him a couple of times towards the end of August. Gave a combined four runs over 10 and a third innings. And his last win came in that first start on August 21st at Busch Stadium. Uh, the Cardinals pretty average against the guy. Waino hoping to continue the excellent pitching that he does at home. We can all hope on that too. But this is going to be one of those points to where the, the Brewers are surging. The Cardinals are coming off a horrible, horrible trip to Colorado. Horrible trip to Colorado. So the Brewers probably get a little high on the hog thinking, you know what, it's only four games. We're going to we're gonna knock this lead down. That's absolutely what we're going to do. The Cardinals need to take two out of three. You're back at home. It's time for a reset. You cannot allow the Brewers to cut this lead. Because check this out. Let's say the Cubs win two out of three and the Brewers win two out of three. Suddenly your game is one, or your lead is one game. One game with seven left to play against... The Cubs. And not just the Cubs. you got the Nationals and the Diamondbacks in there, too. And the Diamondbacks haven't been doing half bad. Not half bad at all. You you have to be better. You absolutely have to be better. Uh, Okay, so Postmates. Download the app on iOS or Android today, and you can get whatever you need delivered 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what you're craving. You might want a cocktail. You might want a brewski. You might want a burger. Doesn't matter the time of day. Might be right after work. Might be at dinner time. Might be at three a.m. They can hook you up, Postmates. And check this out right now. My listeners get a one hundred dollar delivery credit for free. Your deliveries covered by Postmates for your first seven days. You get a hundred dollar delivery credit. Use the code Locked On when you download the uh, app for iOS and Android today. (laughs) Guys, when you're on deck and getting ready to step up to the plate, you have to be sure you're ready to swing for the fences. But if you're looking for that fastball when you get a curve instead, that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is the first chewable of its kind with the same FDA-approved active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, right? You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable... They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity to swing for the fences arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code, MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it free. Again, that promo code MLB. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, welcome back to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Rate, review, and subscribe. Apple, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Heart Radio, Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite shows is where you can listen to us as well. Uh, you can also follow us on all the socials at Boom Michaels on uh, Twitter, Locked On STL on Twitter. Uh, You can email me, moose, at onairwithmoose.com. And I forgot to mention this at the top of the show. We do have a voicemail line. We're going to get a listener call on here in just a moment. 615-499-6690 is the number that you want to use. And uh, you can leave your thoughts on the show and uh, everything else uh, right there. So before we get to that call, what is the Cardinals' biggest concern going into October? Easy. The offense. This has been a stagnant offense. And I don't want to hear about, well, you know, they drummed up on the Giants and the Pirates, and, you know, they they put up big spots here and there. Yeah, but that's that's like the exception to the rule. Typically, what the Cardinals are doing is scoring about four runs per game. The Major League average is five. They say pitching wins October. Well, the Cardinals have that covered, but guess what? Doesn't matter how good your pitching is if you can't put runs on the board. So we need the offense to wake up. You know, Goldie's been pretty good. Ozuna had that big fly in the in the the finale against the Rockies, but overall, this offense has been stagnant. You've been able to get hits, but you've not been able to deliver with runners in scoring position. When it comes to October, you've got to be better got to be better absolutely better all right before we wrap up let's get to some listener calls uh this is from blake
0: hey moose this is blake i'm uh from over here around effingham illinois i've been a huge cardinals fan since i was young and uh kind of wanted to respond to your comments about ozuna and whether or not we should re-sign him uh my opinion, I really think we should I mean, if you look at the stats, he's the guy in the major leagues right now hitting the ball harder than anybody else, and he's had a bit of an off season, but it's been a little bit more of a resurgent one and uh I really feel kind of like there's gonna be some sort of breakout next year from him, and you know he puts up really solid solid numbers out there in the outfield, and I feel like he doesn't get quite enough appreciation and especially not if he puts up a big year next year but um I kind of wanted to know your thoughts on that. In addition to Matt Carpenter, I heard you mention a couple days ago that you felt like maybe he should get the start to start off the playoffs this year. I kind of disagree about that because I feel like with the role Tommy Edmonds on right now, you don't want to pull him out and, you know, maybe take a knock at his confidence. Whereas Carpenter, you know he's going to be more steady in the mind. And if he needs to come off the bench, at least he'll have the right mindset. And you don't know how Tommy Edmonds going to respond being a youngster. So. Just let me know what you think. Thanks for taking my call. It was great to talk to you. Bye.
1: All right, Blake. Hey, man, I appreciate the call. And if you want to call in, 615-499-6690, the number to leave a voicemail. Now, Blake, I agree with you on a couple of points. Uh, Number one, Ozuna. I I want them to re-sign Ozuna. I just don't want them to pay him, you know, 22, 23, 24 million dollars a year to do it. If they can get him around 19 and if they can do it for like two or three years, absolutely. Go for it. But you cannot lock up a ton of money in a ton of years with all the outfielders you have coming up. And he, I'm, he wants to stay, but they all say that, and most likely he's not going to. But I will say, if the front office is saying, okay, we can have Ozuna or we can have Tyler O'Neill," you go Ozuna all day long. In regards to uh, your uh, comment about Matt Carpenter and Tommy Edmund getting the start in the playoffs over Carpenter, well, I think you actually answered your own question. Uh, I think Carpenter should get the start mainly because of the experience, and because I think he's starting to finally figure it out. And I think a big, I think his his hot streak is probably going to come right about the time the playoffs start. Now I could be wrong about that, and that's okay. But here's the deal: you talk about Tommy Edmonds being young, not having the experience, and you know maybe not dealing with the pressure of going in as a pinch hitter. Well, if he can't handle the pressure as a pinch hitter, how's he going to handle the pressure of starting? That's all I'm saying, and I think I think it just depends. You know, I'm not saying that Edmonds doesn't get any starts at all, not by any means. I'm just saying start Carpenter first, see how it goes. Carpenter is still a valuable asset off the bench or starting, in my opinion, because once he figures it out. You're going to have a very potent lineup. This has been Lockdown Cardinals, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Rate, review, and subscribe to us in Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, the brand-new Himalaya podcast app, and everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. I will see you Monday morning. You drink a brewski for the mooski. I'm out.